Hello, everyone. This is Peter. In the last podcast, we talked about the Father's blessing. The Bible tells us that we are royalty in God's eternal kingdom. It's incredible to think that we sit on thrones at the right hand of God. This is our inheritance in Christ. In today's podcast, we will talk about how being called royalty releases us to become servants of all. One problem of being called royalty is that it is hard to divorce our minds from the systems of this world where our glory and honor are relative. The word royalty makes us think about a hierarchy where some have greater glory than others. There are kings and queens, and then there are subjects. In the systems of this world, greater glory and honor are given to those who possess more, more wealth, more beauty, more intelligence, more titles, more accomplishments. The glory attributed to a person is relative to those whom they rise above. I remember when I visited the slum communities of India, I was told that even in those slum communities, there are slum lords who also live there but hold power over others living there. At every cross-section of our society, whether it be slum communities, the academic world, the business world, entertainment or government, there are hierarchical systems where we attribute greater glory and honor to those higher up. Their glory is only relative to those who are under them. We might mistakenly ascribe this perception of glory and honor to our understanding of royalty in the kingdom of God. If we do, then we might wonder, will the kingdom of God be no different from the kingdoms of this world? Will there still be hierarchies and people battling with one another for greater glory and honor? When we talk about being royalty in God's kingdom, we must reorient how we understand royalty. In the kingdom of God, our glory and honor are not from below. What makes us royal, what gives us glory and honor is not because we have risen above those who are under us. That's how the world works. Instead, our glory and honor come from above. We are royal because we are crowned with glory and righteousness from above, from our Father God in heaven. Furthermore, Jesus Christ, the King of Kings, has lifted us up so that we sit with Him on thrones at the right hand of God. In other words, our glory and honor are not based on our greatness compared to others. That kind of glory is temporary and too small. Instead, our glory and honor are based on what is bestowed on us from heaven. Jesus Himself shares His infinite glory with us. This kind of glory is eternal. This reorientation in our understanding of royalty is necessary when we talk about what a victorious life in Christ looks like. When we talk about a victorious life in Christ, we must look to Christ Himself as our example. Jesus was very confident about His position in God, the glory and honor and power that was bestowed on Him by the Father. In John 13 we read, Jesus knew that the Father had put all things under His power and that He had come from God and was returning to God. Jesus' glory and honor were not in question. He will be raised up to be with His Father, the King of glory. So then, Jesus got up from the meal, took off His outer clothing, and wrapped a towel around His waist. Jesus proceeded to get on His knees and wash His disciples' feet. This is the astonishing illustration of what a victorious life in Christ looks like. Jesus knew and was secure in the Father's love. He knew the power and glory that awaited Him. So He got on His knees and washed His disciples' feet. 
the King of Kings and Lord of Lords became the servant of all. We see the kingdom of God is very different from the kingdoms of this world. In quite an unexpected way, understanding who we are as royalty in God's eternal kingdom releases us not to be lords, but to be servants of all, just like Jesus. The glory and honor that we receive are not from below. They have nothing to do with how much greater we are than others. Our glory and honor, our royalty, is already fixed in heaven above. There is nothing the world can give us that would be of greater worth than what we have in Christ. So with confidence and freedom, we wrap a towel around our waist, get on our knees, and wash one another's feet. In fact, the more we see ourselves as royalty in God's kingdom, the more we can choose to be a servant of all. Jesus demonstrated this to us. The King of Kings became the servant of all. Though in very nature God, Jesus himself made himself nothing, not considering equality with God something to be grasped. Philippians 2, 6, 7. He commanded us to do as he did because this is the way of God's kingdom. In Matthew 20, 25-28, Jesus said, You know that the rulers of the Gentiles lorded over them, and the high officials ex exercise authority over them, not so with you. Instead, whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant, and whoever wants to be first must be your slave, just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. The tug to be lords and not servants is great. I felt it so often when I felt insecure, afraid, and anxious, when others were promoted over me, when others were praised instead of me, when others were trusted with opportunities and I was not. I feel it when I sense an air of superiority creep up in my heart as I compare my social standing with others. The world and my flesh pull at me to trade the eternal glory I have in Christ for the relative and temporary glory of this world. The ruler of the kingdom of the air, Ephesians 2.2, says talks about that the spiritual forces of evil that are at work in our world lure us in to be lords and not servants to this jesus declares that the posture of greatness in god's kingdom is very different from the posture of greatness in the world we are seated on thrones with christ in heaven but the way that plays out on earth is on our knees there are many things the church is called to be in this world but I know one thing the church is called not to be, and that is lords. In a world full of conflict, violence, confusion, and divisions, the light of Christ will shine through the church inasmuch as we reflect the life of Christ. Here I pray the prayer of Paul in Ephesians 1. I pray also that the eyes of our hearts may be enlightened in order that we may know the hope to which he has called us, the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints, and his incomparably great power for us who believe. May God reveal to us who we truly are in him. May God release the church to become servants of all. That's the end of today's podcast. Thank you for listening. God bless.